We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. That was a quick one. That was. I'm uh, Neil McCrady. That is Tyler Siski. Thank you for uh, being with us. Uh, this is Tottenham Hotspur, Drew. I've been a Hotspur fan since Harry Kane scored a goal in the last World Cup. It's a w- w- well-understood thing. Just Drew always out there looking to bust me. He's Drew's got Drew's got a little – no offense, Drew. Don't take this the wrong way, but it's poor. Okay. Yep. Kind of get mean. Does he get mean? Not mean. Just a little. Just a little. Just a little edgy. Yeah. A little edgy. Uh, we're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. Appreciate uh, their support. Our guy, uh, Bob. Bob, who came down to see us in uh, in Oxford. Appreciate him and all the people at Rain. Got yeah, he had a rough life. He followed it up with a trip to Palm Springs last week. So oh, that's not that's not so bad. <laughs> Doesn't suck, Bob. Not so bad. Doesn't suck. Uh, Rain has 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. I'm having the uh, char- cherry lime today, which has kind of become my Monday go-to. Pretty consistent. You're starting to get a little routine in. Yeah. Routines are okay on Monday. Yeah, I'm going in to... The rainbow sherbet today. Yeah. I'm filling the rainbow today. Since we didn't have any backdoor McCrady's, I'm filling the rainbow. Um, once again, thank you to all of the people out there who supplied the um, vaccine, all of those who administered it, um, all of the mask makers, every everyone out there. I don't know if you were aware, you. but this episode is also brought to you by the Biden administration. <laughs> we're also, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, just, just add it up. Just, just add it keep, up. Keep just keep going. Up. One of these days, I'll get the letter that goes, "Hey, <laughs> we've show. just we've just decided no." Yeah. 
Uh, so you came back on Friday. I, I came, yeah. I came back from the trip. That was a long trip for me. I left. Uh, I left here on Thursday morning. Got back a little after. I guess a little before noon yesterday. I got up early. You had a trip. Brendan's girlfriends are back, by the way. Are they back? Oh, let's see. They took that. That's a new one. Yeah, they took that. Hey, look at that. All ages of 62. <laughs> what are they trying to say, Neil? Wait, what now? It said something about age 62. Oh, I um, didn't see that. Yeah, you had a, like a, you just got back yesterday. I came back Friday, so I got back in time for the, uh, uh, got back in time at the end of the day, got some work done. And then uh, went to the Chargers uh, Startville game. How'd they do? Uh, Startville put it on pretty good. Did they? I'll tell you what now. I was actually <clears throat> talking to a client of ours on the drive over here um, about this kid. The quarterback at Startville is a 24 kid, Petty. Yeah. He's a dude. Trey Petty, good player. He's a dude. Like when you watch a high school quarterback play in a game, and I've seen some that are committed to Power Five schools, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Um, but this kid, like when I left that game, I was I told I was like, look, this kid's a power five quarterback, legit. He's got big time arm talent. He's mobile. He's raw. He's still got some things to work on. But when it comes out of their hand, you just know it. Yeah. And he's got he's got it. The kid from Oxford who's committed to uh, Howard to, 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 Utah. to Utah. Did he play? Yeah, he played. Okay. Yeah, he played. Um, throws the uh, he throws the deep ball well. Um, they got a tight end at Oxford that I like. He's a junior. Yeah, Harper. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Yeah, I think he's got a chance. I've been watching him since he was on Carson's soccer team when they were like six. Yeah, I think he's got like a legit, legit shot to be a big time player. Yeah, he does some. He's, he's young, a junior, right? A junior. Yeah. yeah. So, but they it didn't it didn't go out it didn't turn out well for them. Um, Startville's got a lot of good good players. They got two receivers, a offensive lineman, and a quarterback. So that's pretty good in high school football. So you got in the man cave on Saturday and got watched in the man cave, ball. watched some ball. Um, it's really weird for me because I didn't have uh, I, I didn't have um, my ESPN wasn't working on my computer at Tiger Stadium. I got to Tiger Stadium about eleven thirty ish. Yeah. Luckily, I, I left my hotel about ten thirty. I got up Saturday morning and I exercised, and I thought to myself, "You need to get out of here. You need to go because the traffic there is just different." And um, but it wasn't bad. I, I figured I knew where I was going, and so once I I, I came in on. Um, Nicholson, I guess, and I yeah. turned, I turned on Skip Bertman, and that took me out to the softball facility, which is where we parked. Yep. And then I had to walk forever to get back. It was fine. I got my steps. Um, but by the time I got to the stadium, it was eleven. It was probably close to noon. Might have been noon actually. By the time I got into the press box, and the uh, my ESPN wasn't working. They had some games on in the back, but I started just kind of working to get ahead for this week. You know. And by the time I finished all that, basically, it was sort of time to get ready to cover the game. And Ole Miss played at 2.30. That game ended at 5.45, 6 o'clock, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that CBS game, they're running that thing now. Um, but it went faster than the South Alabama-Troy game. If you, yeah, you did talk. I listened to your show yeah, this morning. It, it went faster. Um, anyway, by the time I got done, I got back to the hotel at 9.15 – I watched the end of Texas A&M, <clears throat> South Carolina. I just didn't see a lot of football. It's the it's the part that you miss about being yeah, it's home. The, it's the bad part about doing what you do. And I and it's just, it's the bad part about coaching. You don't get to see yeah. any games, especially depending on what time you play. 
Uh, 2.30 game's tough uh, to see anything. Um, in recruiting, if you're working in recruiting, it's if you got a late game, you don't see anything. Yeah. Um, but I've gotten pretty good at recording the games and getting through them pretty good, I've, so that helps. But I tell you what, and I got not an advertiser, uh, but since I switched over to YouTube TV and it can just record every single NCAA game that's on, which most of them are these days, between yeah. that and ESPN Plus, I can get – I can watch pretty much any game that's out there and, and buzz through them pretty quick. Kyle, thanks for the super chat. He says, love the show. Siski should just read the news and tell us how it is. No spin, Siski. <laughs> I don't know. if it, Kyle, appreciate you. Um, I don't know. There would be an audience of one, and it's probably myself. <laughs> I'd be interested. You would definitely get some views that you are not used to getting. Well, I'm, 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 aware, I'm aware of most of Do you of watch views. the news anymore? Uh, I, read, I read the Wall Street Journal pretty much every day. Um. I do not watch cable news. Yeah. Uh, I listened on my way back from Baton Rouge. I actually listened and tried to make sure I got some balance. I listened to part of one of the morning shows, the one on CNN with Jake Tapper. And then I listened to part of a morning show on Fox News radio. For the most part, yesterday, I called people about the Ole Miss LSU game. Yeah. Because I knew I was going to have to sit down and write 10 thoughts. <laughs> Congratulations on that. Yeah. And, and <laughs> A, I wanted to have it kind of formulated in my mind because I wanted to get done. I had to tape three shows yesterday and with three players. And I knew one of the players was hurt. And so I didn't know how that would go. Yeah, rehab and all that stuff. So. Um, Is he okay? He's okay. He's going to play. Shoulder, huh? It's a shoulder. and They came out. Yeah. Didn't yeah, it's come out. It looked like it came out. Yeah, and so I think it's he's playing until it comes out again. Yeah. You know. I mean, he's going. It's a physical game. He's a physical player, and he's, yeah, doing, the best, he's doing the best he can. Tort all, cures all. He'll be fine until it comes out again. It comes out, and then once it comes out, the pain kicks in. And then once the pain kick, what happened to him on, on Saturday was it happened just before halftime, and when he came back out for the half, he – he couldn't move his arm. And, so, yeah. and you can't play linebacker if you can't move your arm. Yeah, it, it makes everything go numb. I don't know. Do you know that? Like things go numb when they put it back, you know, when that happens. Yes. So I, I had a receiver that, um, Josh Jarbo, bless his heart. I remember him. Yeah, he uh, played for me for a few years at Arkansas State, and he would um, – it would come out on him. And it would just – he'd want to play and go back in because he had his range of motion. It didn't hurt. But the the problem wasn't the pain as much as it was the numbness associated. So couldn't feel the ball. Yeah, I mean, it's like putting your arm to sleep, you know, like laying on your arm. Right. I mean, it made it numb like to that point, And it was uh, – yeah, it sucked because he was a good player and I would prefer him be on the field. Yeah. Uh, but when you can't feel your arm, it's kind of hard to play wide receiver. But yeah, it's, it makes things difficult. It's, it, it's hard to play linebacker if you can't yeah, use your if you can't use your arm either. Right. So so yeah. But I knew that was going to happen. So anyway, the point was is that I spent most of my drive talking to people about Ole Miss, LSU. Hey, what happened? Uh, what did you see? Because I told you this. Um, long long phone calls. There were some long phone calls because <laughs> yeah, because people saw a lot. Um, and then I had to sort through all of that and say how much of this do I really want to use? How far do I want to go here? Because it was weird to. To have, to, you know, look at the end of the day, the team that I cover, Ole Miss, is seven and one, three and one in the league, and 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 for most for most people, that's pretty good, right? Seven and one, three, three and one. It's, it's good for anybody, right? 
And Let's so be I, real. I didn't want to write something super negative, right. even though a lot of the commentary that I was getting, which was fresh off of what had happened the afternoon before, was pretty negative. And the people that I was talking to, they, with a couple of exceptions, didn't really care. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they were just football people. Well, I saw this, and I saw this, and I saw this, and I would say, well, can you fix that? No. You know, what do you, can you, what do, you do here? Nothing. You know, it was interesting, you know. Yeah. I, I tell people this all the time. I, I think it's one of my strengths as a journalist. You, I think you'll agree with this. I played football in high school. That's right. as far as I ever played. I didn't. I wasn't good enough to play college football. Um. Therefore, I don't know the game as well as you do. You watch the game and you see probably a different game than I see. I've covered enough football and been around enough football to kind of know what I'm watching. Generally, I can. I can speak in generalities and be pretty accurate. But when it comes down to specifics, one of my strengths is that I'm willing to admit the three magic words, I don't know. And then, hey. I, and then I call people who do, they tell me, and then I do what I'm good at, which is, or fairly good at. Read between lines. Which is, well, take those things and put it into words, words where the people that are subscribing to read thank God for you, who are subscribing <laughs> to read what I, what I have, read it in a way that it's concise and they're entertained or informed in this case. Probably most of them are not very entertained. But I'm, I'm good at that, right? And so I talked to a lot of those people, and it was, it, was, it was pretty interesting. I mean, you know, there was a lot there. And um, it's probably something I, I should do more often, but I told you this. I can't. Some of the people that I call Sunday morning, if I picked up the phone and called them again next Sunday morning, they'd be like, hey, man, I'm not doing this every week. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, there's just kind of favors. You know, again, people that like me that are in coaching who may be off someplace and maybe they got a chance to see it. You know, a couple of people I called were like, ah, I, didn't, I really didn't see it. Yeah. Um. You know, but a couple of people, like, yeah, I watched a good bit of that because I knew it was the national game. It's a hyped game, um, a rivalry game. People are drawn to that game, and sure enough, I mean, I got some pretty interesting feedback, and it was an anticipated yeah. game. I mean, you know, Ole Miss was ranked seventh. Lane Kiffin, Brian Kelly, there was a lot there, right? So, um, and then a lot of football people were interested in that matchup, you know, and then some of the stuff that happened, they they were interested in just the X's and O's part of it because they. Wanted to see how certain things would hold up or not hold up. And I think there's a lot of football people that look at like Jaden Daniels and what LSU's doing with them and think, hmm, we could try some of those things. Right. You know, and, and they're some, getting better, dude, every week. And so, um, yeah. I'll, I'll give you my Ole Miss take <clears throat> once I get my 45 minutes in. I think that'd be a good, good podcast. What do you think? Uh, that might be a good idea. I, <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you my one frustration with, with the Ole Miss thing. Um, and it's with – you and I did this pre-show, and you were laughing, but I'm serious. <laughs> it's the whole – why don't they just go to a four-man front? Okay, well, there's a lot of reasons. Why is that, Neil? There's a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, one is because you've recruited to a scheme – yeah. You've practiced the scheme all summer and last year, all fall, the year before, all spring. Yeah. And now you're in your week and you've got 
personnel issues because of injuries, because of whatever. And now you, you the, the, the idea that, hey, we're going to scrap that and go to a different front, which means different linebacker responsibilities, different fits, different coverage rules, different assignments, alignments, just different. Every, everything. Oh, and by the way, let's go to a 4-3 on a roster that right now has three healthy linebackers. What happens if one of them gets hurt? Yeah. And so it's that deal of, look, if it was as simple as, hey, this isn't working, fix it. Clark Lee wouldn't keep losing every week. He didn't lose at Notre Dame. But he's losing now. I mean, I mean, and I told Tyler, I mean, look, it's conceivable that Clark has had a stroke and, and he can't think anymore. It's unlikely. It's, it's far more likely that he just doesn't have the talent to stop anybody. Like, when Georgia scores 55 points on him, <sighs> Kirby's not sending a note across going, man, I, I, am, I am getting you. I mean, look at the X's and O's here. I mean, I'm schematically just taking you to task here. No, it's it's more likely that what happened is Kirby's got a whole bunch more players than Clark's got. You know what front Kirby and them use, by the way? They could use like a one-man front. They're three down. Yeah. Alabama, they're three down. Florida's three down. LSU's three down. Yeah, I mean, I mean 99% of the – not 99. I'd probably say 90% of the country is three down. It, it, it's just – it's about players. Here's it, where it, I get frustrated is this is what I hear. When, every time I hear somebody, I've been asked, trust me, in this town, I bet I've gotten 8,474 text messages. Why don't they go to a four-man front? When I hear that, that's like saying – this is something that maybe the fans can understand – but from a coaching standpoint, that's the same as saying, we can't run the ball. Why don't we go to the wishbone? That's how much sense that makes to me. That's what I hear. Like, it's totally – it's not about – and I'll say this again. It's not about – they move like – here's what fans don't realize is when you see a guy walk up on the edge and play off the edge, they are playing even front. Right. They are – because when they when the ball snap, they're moving to the exact same techniques that you would be in an even front. Truth is Ole Miss played a so lot they're of – So they played a lot of five-man front. Yeah, they're on, playing on some Saturday. fronts. They're playing some fronts that you would post snap after movement that you yep. would, that are the exact same as a four-man front. So it's not about putting another defensive lineman in the game. That's not, that's not what equates a four-man front. And so when I hear people go, oh, let's do that. Well, hell, let's just go to the wishbone because we need to run the ball better. That is, it's not, um, it's not the same thing, and it's not that. Again, like you said, it's not that simple. You have to. I mean, I'm talking about now. You've added a defensive lineman. Okay, so you've been you've got all these coverages based on these you know six DBs in the game. Now that's where it's a little bit different. If you want to say anything, it's on the back end. Well, if that's the strength of your team, which it has been, you know, and you got that's where you have all the depth. That's where you want the most people on the field. Does that make sense? Of course. And one of the things that happened the other day, they played <clears throat> they played soft coverage, and there was a reason for that. It was a schematic strategy to protect your corners. Yeah, it to comes protect, down, to protect. Yeah. Look, here's here's at the end of the day, they didn't want LSU. They, the plan obviously was to make, and it worked in the first quarter. If you think about it. The plan was to make LSU drive the field. We're going to make you drive the field. We're going to make you do it a bunch of plays. We're going to gamble that you'll make a mistake, commit a penalty, have a turnover. We'll make a stop. We'll make a play, get off the field. LSU's first two drives ended in field goal attempts. They made one, missed one. 
Uh, Ole Miss was up 17-3. to And then they drove 75 yards and I think five plays or seven plays, and that kind of turned out to be a harbinger of things to come. Suddenly they started hitting big plays, and the whole idea was to take away the big play. They didn't want LSU to have the, – the focus was on Kayshawn Butte. And actually, they did a pretty good job on Kayshawn Butte. He had, what, 40-something yards? Yeah, of- I wouldn't be worried about him because, in my opinion, he's had, what, half of a good game the whole season? But I mean, he-, he was the guy they were worried about. Yeah. They didn't want him to go off. They knew the Williams kid at running back was a good player. But Solid. They, but they weren't stressed yeah. out about him. What they didn't want was for LSU to be able to hit the big play over the top, 60-some-odd yard catch and score, where suddenly they're hitting big plays and they get momentum. And it worked for a while, and then it didn't. Yeah. And that's just the bottom line. What happened was Jaden Daniels, they couldn't contain him. They didn't tackle him well. They didn't – he outran them some. As the linebackers went down, they, they brought pressure. The pressure didn't get home. It just happened. Yeah. And sometimes – and that's my point – is sometimes the team with the most athletes just wins the game. Yeah, no, I mean, that's – we'll talk about it later, but in a, at the end of the day, we'll, I won't get into it. I want to do want to dig into it in a, in okay. a little bit. So. All right, let's talk about some other things. We went to Mobile. Uh, I got to see our, our guys, uh, John Summerall, Kane Womack. It was a 10-6 game. It was a lot of fun. Thanks to all the people at South Alabama for accommodating us. They were great, man. They were awesome. Uh, we had sideline passes. We were down on the field the whole game. It was a lot of fun. Got our steps in. I did. Got a bunch of steps. Um Thanks to all of them. It was great to see everybody. Got to see my old colleague, Tommy Hicks, who's now a sideline reporter for uh, South Alabama. He's always been great, man. He was there when I was there. I really, yeah. really, really like that guy. Just got to see a lot of people back in Mobile that I had not seen in a long time. So it was a lot of fun uh, to catch up with some people. And, um, yeah, it was good. It was a good time. Yeah. Uh, my big takeaway is both of those programs have hit home runs and hires um, in the last two years. Um, Summerall, I love him to death. I really do. He's Boy, that of, team has his personality. But I have I have never seen a team take on – it usually takes a year or two. I'm talking about instant. You know, they yeah. lost the game out here to Ole Miss. They lose on a Hail Mary uh, to App State, and they haven't lost since. But, you know, I don't think I'm speaking out of school here, so if, if I am, stop me. He yeah. came over and talked to us before the game. Yeah. And uh, – I was like, man, you guys have gotten a lot better since week one. And he was like, yeah, week one, we didn't know how to line up right. You know, yeah. I mean, and he said, we kind of wish we had another shot at a team like that. It was not because we beat them, but because I think we'd get a chance to really gauge. Yeah, he wants to benchmark to see where how much they've improved. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's thrilled with their, all of their scheduling, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think he'd love to play a, a team like Ole Miss again, not because he thinks he'd win necessarily. He just will see where he's at. Hey, how much progress have we made? Yeah. You know, because sometimes you just can't really judge it in when you're playing just nothing but Sunbelt teams. You you're you know you're winning, but you don't really know. They, yeah, I, I think he got a pretty good gauge on on Thursday night, though, because South, yeah. South's, South's a good, good team. Yeah. It was a hell of a good game. South had a couple plays that didn't go their way that had it. It might have been a different outcome, but that's yeah, they had Yeah, they had a – uh, I guess a holding call on a wheel route that they called it that they would have had first and goal to two, and they didn't get any points off that drive. And then they had the go route, remember, down the sideline that they had initially ruled a catch, that they came back and ruled it wasn't a catch, and they didn't get any points. So they had two opportunities there to kind of score. But, um, look, the thing that I got out of everything is, you know, I and we were – I guess we were 
around South Alabama the whole time and everything. I went to practice on Friday morning or walkthrough, whatever it was. Um, got to visit with Kane on Friday morning uh, for about 30 minutes. And then going to the game and seeing the kids, The and I know I talked a little bit about this on our live show the other day, but I had a little bit of rain light rolling through me. You did. Uh, you were, you but, were one rain light away from trouble. Yeah. Um, but the culture that he has built there is special now. Yeah. I mean, that's not easy to do. And the players are like, well, we talked about it for uh, Thursday, but the players are holding themselves accountable. The way he's doing it is something that I don't know if I would have thought about doing. You know what I mean? He's outside the box. Yeah. It's working for him. He's doing something. I mean, everything about what – he doesn't care what everybody else does. He's doing it his way. His way is working. The players love – you know, everything about uh, what was going on. And, and then same thing with Summerall. We talked about in, what, seven games now. They've gotten guys by – you know, bought in. And his personality – that was a tough-ass football game. That was. Uh, Troy plays with the real edge. The whole the whole game, they play with an edge. Um, but, yeah, like – I'll be really surprised if South Alabama doesn't bounce back this week. I haven't even looked at their schedule. I think it's Arkansas yeah, State. Yeah, they got Arkansas State, another quick U versus quick U, so I got to – you know, I mean, they're killing me. But, I mean, that's what happens when you have over half the conference. That's <laughs> true. It does, but uh, this time of the year it gets difficult. Uh, all right, did you see there, this? There were all sorts of games played over the weekend, and the one did that you, you want to talk – I did not. You want to talk about Montana State and uh, – Weber State. All right. Nobody on the chat has any idea what happened in this game, probably, because I didn't really until I went back and watched it. I certainly had no It's idea. one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen on a football field. So there was a big FCS game. Montana State was hosting Weber State. So it was the number two versus the number five team. And I've been there. When you go out and you play in those, you know, Montana up there, FCS football is what they have. Like Montana's state school is an FCS program, right? Yeah. So it's big to those people. Big game. So, Montana State wins. Where is Weber State, by the way? Is it in Montana? I think it's in Oregon. I could be completely wrong. Somebody's going to have to check. Go ahead. I'll, I'll look. Drew, look. Drew knows what I'm talking about. Look at you, Drew. Your guy, Drew, is coming up with the facts. So, Montana State wins 43-38. to 38, All right? But Weber State gave up eight points. So, they lose by five, but they give up eight points in safeties. And they wasn't just, like, getting sacked safety, safeties. The long snapper snaps it over the punter's head four times for safeties. Four times. Like, how many times before as a coach you go, hey, uh, um, we need to go for it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, GJG, you asked, did I coach up there? I have coached up there against Montana. Ogden, Utah. Utah. Ogden, Utah. It's an O. How about that? But – Eight points on safeties, Oregon. Oh, Ogden. Yeah. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I was trying to think for a minute there. No, GJ, I I um I coached a game at Montana in December. It was like December the 14th or something, a playoff game. We were at Northwestern State, and I was a young coach, mm-hmm. and so I mean, dude, I'm 23 years old, I think. Yeah, 23 years old, coaching tackles and tight ends. So I thought it was a great idea because my ass is going to the box once the once the game starts. So I'm in pregame and I'm wearing just a short sleeve shirt. It's snowing, dude. It's cold, and I'm more from Louisiana. You know, you gotta. I was, you know, whatever, right, dude. I literally when I came, so we were purple. We were purple shirts on the road. 
you could not tell a difference between <laughs> my shirt and my arms. Like, legitly, I thought that I was going to get frostbite. It was that bad. It was cold, cold. Um, but that was a, you're talking about a cool place to play. I mean, it's an FCS game. They had 30,000 people there. It was rocking in the mountains. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. But, yeah, I went to the box and had a nice little heater. They had a radiator. That tells you where you're at. They had a yeah. radiator in the box, not a heater. Thawed out by halftime? Yeah, I actually. So, true story, I, I get on the headset, and uh, my man Darren Hiller was an offensive line coach. He had – and right before halftime, I was like, damn, can somebody open the window because it was so hot in the press box? And Hiller gave me a little, hey, how about you shut the <laughs> F up? And I go, I walked into the locker room at halftime. He's got snot frozen to his goatee. Like, it's it's bad. It was cold. Oh, that is bad. Yeah. Uh, Jackson State gets game day. Were you surprised? I'm interested. We got 60 minutes. He's special. getting a lot of attention. We got game day. I'll does put it this, like this. Does this lead this to a audition. job? This is an audition. Does it, does this, In my opinion, this is an audition. And does it, this lead to a job? Yeah. has nothing to do with the game. He could, win, he could lose it by 60 points. Mm-hmm. All right? I think him going on game day, which coaches do, and playing the game. You know, some people got to put up Twitter. Some people got to play the game in the media. But what he can't do, in my opinion, and I don't care – is like you don't get a he gets a lot more of attention because of who he is. But you can't go have a press conference and have a falling out and talk shit back and forth with an uh, opposing head coach. That just doesn't fly. You have he hasn't won enough to do that. Nick can do it. Jimbo can do it. You know Lane can do it. But there's a small sector of people that can do that. I don't think he's there yet at a bigger level. So he needs to. I think it's an interesting uh, timing. I think this is an audition for him. Okay. So that's really the only thing I had to say about that. All right. Interesting. Forrest back. Speaking of uh, coaching vacancies, there's one at Charlotte. Will, Will Healy's fired at the uh, ripe old age of 37 at Charlotte. He was once hot, hot name. As hot, hot as hot. they get. He's not hot anymore. Yeah. I, he's a great guy. Uh, we know each other kind of. You know, we don't, we're not friends or anything. Um, but, you know, when uh, – Joey got fired at South Alabama. They, you know, they were talking to him about that job as well. He went to, he was the wide receivers coach at Tennessee Chattanooga, and he gets the job at Austin P because nobody wanted it. I mean, dude, they hadn't won Austin P in decades, mm-hmm. and he goes there and takes them to eight and four. They go to a playoff game, and then, you know, Charlotte has an opening. They're a new program as well. You know what? They're less than ten years old. You know they have an opening. He goes in there, does a really good job early, struggle late. And then that's the thing, and that's just really what I want to talk about is what's next for a guy like this, right, is he's a great human being. He has won uh, at two places that have never won before. Had a couple bad years, gets fired. But he's never been a coordinator, right? Right. And so he's just he's so young. He's been a head coach for what? Since he's 20-something? Yeah, it's really all he's done. I don't. I don't know what he does next because well, he can't quit coaching because he's working at Charlotte. He wasn't working at Notre Dame. Right. He's only thirty-seven. He probably hasn't stashed enough money away to quit. Yeah. Um. I mean, what what's next? Now, will he be fine? Yeah, because you know who his agent is. Sexton. Yeah, he'll be fine. My guess what's is next? that an older 
Sexton client will hire him on his staff. I don't know what he coaches. I don't know what his specialty is. He's a wide receivers guy. And maybe he just kind of works his way back, back up a little. But that's what – Needs some power five experience at this point. Yeah. That's what gets what kind of worries me a little bit is that what he's done has worked. He had a rough couple of years and he's 37. It's not like he's 77 or 67. You know, you just that's the one thing with the youth movement and coaching that has me worried about some guys is you got to make sure you get one shot and you can't just go take the check because it's at a nice place. You got to make sure that you can win there. And then on top of that, now we got this bad boy called NIL. You got to make sure the NIL's right. You used to could know because you know what the black market <laughs> status was of your school. Yeah. All right. Well, now it's NIL and who really knows? I mean, we got I mean, NILs and there's some schools that are in trouble. And, oh, for sure. And we're so, talking so some about big schools in trouble. Yeah. And we can talk about that with Ole Miss. I mean, I don't know if you've talked about this. I don't care because I'm not associated with Ole Miss uh, anymore, officially. Um, but like the Grove Collective, right? Mm-hmm. So they're trying to get to a thousand members. They need like twenty five thousand members. Well, that's not realistic anywhere. Twenty five thousand. I know, but at what's the cost? Uh, I think the minimum. Is two fifty a year? Like okay, so if you're let's call it a thousand or something. Okay, let's call a thousand dollars for shits and giggles. Okay, all right, and we're saying it's twenty five dollars a year and a thousand members. I mean, two hundred fifty dollars a year at. I mean, now some people are obviously contributing much higher than that. That's the that's the minimum. All right, call it fifty uh, five hundred dollars a year, whatever the average okay. is. All right, I mean, you get that's going to get you one player. Oh, there's no question about it. No, th- listen, there's there's zero doubt that at, at these programs. The collectives aren't going to be enough. Yeah. Right. People are – there's just a lot going on with NIL. You've got – at some places, people need to really ramp it up. At other places, <clears throat> Texas A&M, you've got uh, people going, hey, wait a minute, hold up. I paid for what? Yeah. That's and, going to be the interesting conversation all season. Yeah. So it's all still wild, wild west. I mean, speaking of like Ogden, Utah, I mean, we're still out in the prairie, right? I mean, yeah. nobody really knows what this is going to look like. But yeah, no, I mean, you've, you've, if you're if you're a coach and you're taking another job, you got to know the one of the first two questions you're asking is tell me about your NIL, and I need to know. I need to know details. You, your 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 agent. GJG, I'm not going to read this question out publicly. So if you're watching, yes, I did. Um, <clears throat> the uh, and then my my man Mike McIntyre, that's who they who beat them when he got fired. Look, Mike Mac is playing like a a war with a spoon. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's as bad as they're going to be. He's finding a way to win games. I have no idea how. He is coaching his ass off. It, this may be the best jo- coaching job that Mike McIntyre's ever done. Oh wow, better than Colorado? Yeah, I mean, dude, let me tell you something. There, what what he was left with? Everybody talks about leaving the cupboard bare and all that. They're, they're bad man, and he is fine. I don't. They they're finding a way. I don't know how, but they're fine. They just stay in games, and that's the thing. Is like he he knows. Hey, is this can this team score? Can they not? And he's playing accordingly, and he will switch. Hey, we're running the ball seventy times a game, and we're having to throw it, go for it. I mean, he's playing the game to give his ch- team a chance to win the win the football game in the fourth quarter. I mean, he is coaching his ass off, so I'm happy for him. 
a uh, word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life, but when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help make you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, clear negative thoughts, just kind of mentally relax a little. Um, It's a life changer for me. It uh, increased my happiness. You can get the same results. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's accessible, affordable, it's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. Switch therapist anytime. When you want to become a better problem solver, therapy can help get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash MPW. Um, what the hell is going on in Tampa? Um, father time. Part of it. Had some off-season issues. You got a quarterback who's 45 years old. He's too old. Um, he's not wanting to be there, I think. His body language is awful. They've got all sorts of problems. It's a first-year coach. There's just a lot going on. They're not very good. Watch them play. They're not very good. I, I mean, I know that people before the season said they're good, they're good, they're good, and so we approach every week with they're good. They're not very good. In the same way that we approach the season with the Giants aren't good. The Giants aren't good. Well, they keep winning, so maybe they're good. And, and so I, I think sometimes – I just think it's a media thing. I think it's a social media thing. We have a hard time coming off of an established narrative and readjusting our thought process. I mean, dude, if you can't beat the freaking Carolina Panthers who lost Christian McCaffrey on Thursday and have no quarterback, I mean, Sam Darnold, basically a healthy scratch, didn't play him, played P.J. Walker. Now it's great for my fantasy league because my receiver, Robbie Anderson, decided to show up and play this week for the first time. But – just a, I was like, dude, I mean, what? I mean, it was anemic, anemic. I mean, he's going through a very public situation with his wife. And people make jokes and that's fine. I guess you're in the, you're in the, they're both very much in the public eye. People are going to talk about them, but their kids involved too. And there's stuff. And he's a young guy. I mean, Tom Brady's, 45 years old as a human being he's still a young guy going through a probably a little bit of a you know this you've been around football players right i have when the game leaves them sometimes some of them struggle and a guy like tom brady who's been at the very top of the game i mean he was the goat he's been at the very top for a long time and suddenly you leave it and then what people say go be a regular person yeah, but I've been a superstar for two and a and half. And he was years. on top last year. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it wasn't like he's. This was a slow fade. This was an immediate fade. And then how much of it is him? How much is it him still having the higher standards and a lot more of the youth coming into the league and playing for money? Yeah, it could be a lot of things, right? I mean, I, you know I don't what I mean like the different sure, mentality of sure. players. Well, he's always played with, you know, look at the guys, some of the guys he's played with, and now he's playing with a bunch of young guys that are, you know, playing for contracts and stuff. Yeah, and so 
I don't know. I mean, there's probably a lot there. I mean, it's bad, dude. And then you just got all the public stuff. I mean, you know, he's distracted because he's a human being. I mean, there's no way that he's. I heard an interview with someone saying nobody is better at compartmentalizing than Tom Brady. It's fine. Everybody's got their weakness. But that doesn't mean that in the back of your mind, hey. No, it affects. You I mean, try like she you, hires. A, she hires a divorce attorney. You don't think that frazzled him? Come on. Yeah, I mean, especially. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, part of you feels bad for the guy because you know I don't ever like to see because he's the greatest that ever played. Sure. And now at the end of his career, I didn't like to see it with Michael Jordan tried to play for the Wizards. Mm-hmm. I don't like seeing it. I just it breaks your heart as a sports fan. You always want. I mean, as much as Jordan was Jordan, the thing that's always going to stick out in my head is. The, the wizard years. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. It's like this. I mean, look, I, I'm not an Albert Pujols fan. He played for the Cardinals. I don't cheer for anything that plays for the Cardinals. But, yeah. You were glad to see him finish his career on a high. He got to 700. Got hot he at the end of his career. Got hot, walked away. And hopefully he stays walked away. And I don't mean that as a Cub Cardinal thing, but yeah. just don't come back and go through a hell year. And that's what we remember. No, finish this way where we go, hey, you were great. You were always great. You leave great, right? I mean, John Elway, that, the way he finished his career is the way that you want to see great players finish. And I think with Tom Brady, the truth is it ended with a loss in the playoffs last year, but you kind of wish – I do. I wish he just walked away. Yeah, and it's hard as a competitor. I get it because he doesn't need the money. You know, it's not about the – he isn't playing because he needs money. Um. And you know why he came back, but it's just. And I would, if I was advising him, last year, it would have been hard for me to tell a guy who's got the itch that still wants to work, still wants to do the things to go to TV. I know, but it would be hard for me to advise him. Hey, you're on top of your game right now. I mean, age is just a number. I don't know if I would have told him. I don't know if I would have told him to sit. Now, seeing what I said, now we had the same conversation at the end of this year. Yeah, but it's time to. It's time to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, and it's very clear that he and Giselle, Giselle believed that he was quitting, that he was retiring. Yeah. And then when he didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to I'd like to know how much of that really is true. You know, I think we got a lot of speculation out there. And I hate that. I'm in this world now. We do this podcast and dealing with fans. Is, I'll call her and ask. You know, I see what she's, what she's doing. Um, but I, how much of it is really Giselle, what's what's the real facts? What because are the he's not real facts about you and Tom? Did you think he was retiring? Question mark. Smiley face. Is it Teddy Bear in your phone? I can't say. <laughs> oh, she just responded. Um, he told me he was retiring. I'm really angry. Hey, how about uh, speaking of the NFL? How about after our show on Thursday, Christian McCaffrey getting traded to the 49ers? How about that? And it, it moved that line, and I'd already picked the 49ers minus three. Yeah. I mean, the uh, Chiefs, Chiefs minus three. You were worried, weren't you? I was like, son of a bitch. And guess what? Didn't exactly matter. happened what I said was going to happen yeah. after that ass, and so that, that helped me. Um, and they really gave away – like, the 49ers gave away a lot of things. I think you can tell with the draft. They fire their coach. They trade – uh, Robbie Anderson, I'm sorry, I meant more a minute ago when I was talking about my fantasy league. I had more, not Anderson. Uh, but they trade Anderson, get picks. They trade McCaffrey, get picks. They get rid of their coach. Um, whoever the next head coach is with the Carolina Panthers is going to have a lot of draft picks to deal with come uh, this spring. So if you're a Carolina Panthers scout, you better uh, 
you better get ready to do some work. You're doing work. Right You're doing now. work right sure. now. Sure. Hey, I didn't have this on here, but it reminded me just when I said that. Another interesting thing out of our trip uh, to uh, Mobile this weekend, because mm-hmm. you, I told you this privately, um, there was some scouts there that were at practice uh, on Friday and stayed for the game. Um, three different organizations. Uh, talked to all three of them privately at practice and just asked the question, who's the best quarterback in Who's the best quarterback in the draft? Who's the best quarterback? I wanted to know what they thought. Sure. I got the exact same answer out of all three of them independently. So I thought that was interesting. Um, Obviously not going to name the organizations, but uh, all three said Will Levis, Mm -hmm. followed by Bryce Young. Bryce Young, and this was the knock and why or why not, Bryce Young has everything you want in a quarterback except Except. except for arm strength. Okay, overall, overall arm strength, and the most important thing that he has, the biggest knock he has against him is durability because he's frail. He's a smaller quarterback. He's seen those, and that was their number one concern. Now, we can say, oh, that's not a big deal, but that's all the NFL is about is drafting you or not drafting you based on weird shit. I mean, Kenny Pickett, when we make, which people are still making fun of his small hands, you know, but does that affect how he threw the football last night? No, it wasn't his hands. Um, but they, I thought that was interesting that all three of them had a high grade on Levis I've been as sa- the number one guy. I've been saying this for a while. I think there's a decent chance he goes number one overall. Matter of fact, one of them told me that those will be the only two first-round quarterbacks. Not all three said that, but – Oh, interesting. They did. Um, yeah, I talked to a scout of a team that does not want to take quarterback first round. And, in fact, if they do take quarterback first round, they will be – really disappointed and probably worried about their job security, but they were raving about Levis. Yeah. I mean, he's good. Uh, before we get on into the, the boys, he picks. Yep. Um, a lot of injuries in the NFL yesterday. A bunch. Uh, Brees Hall, ACL. That sucked. Yeah. And he was kind of carrying them. He's been explosive for those guys. Uh, shout out to my man, Clay Karcher. He loves him some Brees Hall. Um, Mike Williams and JC Jackson uh, for the Chargers. And J.C. Jackson with a dislocated knee, so he's going to be out for a while. Um, I have not seen a report on his MRI. This is just not the Chargers' year. Dude, they're beat up to hell. Yeah, it's just this is just their season from hell. and they. It's hard to wave the white flag in the NFL. They should consider it. Yeah. They still got a damn pretty good running back and a pretty good quarterback. And they have that. So, I don't know. Um, DK Metcalf, I think got some good, good news there. So DK, okay. uh, it was a patella tendon issue. Really weird, man. Um, I fully expected him to come back in the game. I actually saw when they carted him off, somebody asked him, Hey, how are you? He, and he was like, Oh, I'm fine. I'll be back. He literally said, I'll be right back. I saw him say the words and then he didn't come back. And I was like, Oh, but then they, they did tests today, MRIs and all that stuff. And it's just a patella tendon. Um, he's telling them they're going. He's going to practice Wednesday. Pete Carroll not so fast. Uh, look, I will say this: DK Metcalf, without question. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Like he's not human. Okay, like he's been... He has part DNA from aliens or something. Yeah, I always resented He's superhuman. I resented him when he would come around me because it made me feel inferior. And I just wanted him to... I, I, I've told him before... Well, man, he just heals so damn fast, man. Well, and he's just built like a... All right, so... I'd like to, if, I could, if I could look like that for one day of my life. I've never... I felt kind of... I've still to this day, so DK, if you're listening, which I know you're probably not, I feel one of the worst I've ever felt about any kid in my life. So we're playing at Arkansas. In Little Rock. In Little Rock. Mm -hmm. He just goes up for a fade, lands on his back. I guess kind of had the whiplash or whatever, but nothing bad. He's hurt. He comes off, and he's like, something's not right. And he's rolling his neck, and I'm sitting there going like, I remember going up to him, I'm like, dude, you got to go. I mean, we got to have you to win this game. You know, know, he's like, yeah, something's just not right. And I I remember being like legitimately pissed because – he wasn't going back in the game. Everything's cleared, the whole deal. I mean, he just didn't go back. And then he comes home in the middle of the night, wakes up. I mean, he goes on the bus. I mean, everything's normal. And he gets on the bus and comes home, wakes up, tells AJ he's not feeling good. They take him the deal. He's got a fractured freaking neck, man. Yeah, it was scary. Like, S- scary. first of all, any other human has a fractured neck. They're not over there going, ah, oh, you know, I'm, I'm good. And then has to have surgery. And they, you know, they cut him. First of all, they cut him through his, up, you know, through here. Right. And I remember, like, he has the surgery. This, this other thing freaks me out. He has the surgery, like, on a Tuesday. Dude is wearing a halo with a neck deal. And I come out on, like, a Thursday practice. He's back, you know, wearing side or whatever. He's out there, like, catching balls. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yeah. dude, stop. Right. And I remember, you know, specifically telling, you know, when he, when it came for time to discuss, because I did the NFL stuff, and I was very, I was like, "Look, DK," and I'm and I'm being honest, and this is really, it was 
came from the right place. Like when AJ Brown had that conversation, it was like, dude, you need to go. Right. Because you're what are you gonna do? Catch my balls? I mean, like, there's nothing you can do here. The only knock on AJ Brown for the NFL scouts was speed, top end speed. That was the only knock you could ever have on AJ. Right. And it was a knock, but that's what it is. You're not going to get any better coming back. With DK, I was not like, not going to suddenly become a blazer. You're not right. going to become a blazer. I right. said, DK, look, the NFL is funny. Okay, these are the grades, and the NFL did not have good grades on age on uh, DK because I was like, you're not going to be able to work out. And this is you know right after the surgery. Yeah, they're scared to death you've broken your neck. Okay, and in the NFL, I said you're probably going to be a third round pick. He actually was the last pick of the second round. Said you're probably going to be a third round pick, and none of that money's guaranteed. So if your neck is messed up, you're getting nothing. You're getting nothing but your signing bonus. I said, if you come back and show that you're healthy, you're going to be a top 10 pick next year, which is $20 million. You know, it's a lot of money. And uh, he's like bumping. I bet on myself. And I did not advise him to do that. That right. would have been against my – and, dude, he freaking he – he is a superhuman. To heal like he healed, yeah. that's just not normal. No, no, most people don't. But I mean, I'm talking about I've seen a bunch of good athletes. Sure. Okay, he's even above that. You know sure. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no. He has a heal rate like he's not normal. They need to study him. And he went and worked so hard yeah, he's not, to he, get back. I, don't, I can't explain it. And it's not even about – I mean, yes, he works hard, but he is just genetically yeah. programmed different than any other human I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen some genetically gifted kids. Yeah, of I mean, course. I mean, no, I know, I know what you mean. It's yeah, we're, freaky. On the, we're on the same page. I, so – Anyway, you got any bills you want to pay before we get to the road to Boise? Uh, yes, I do. We're uh, brought to you by Walk-Ons. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Uh, visit in Oxford or uh, Ridgeland today. Also, while you're doing it, inquire about their family and friends bundles, their tailgate platters. You can order online at walkons.com or on their convenient Walkons app. The road, the road to Boise. To Boise. So um, we both had good weeks, solid weeks. Well, I would say we both had great weeks. Okay, we I mean, went seven and four. I, mean, I hold myself to a really high standard. So. Yeah, so we both went. I mean, literally, we mirrored each other the whole weekend. We both went three and three in college, yep. and we both went four and one in the NFL yesterday, which is good for you because you'd been having some NFL struggles, and you picked it up. Yeah, it's my first four win uh, weekend in the NFL. Um, I was so close to getting the whole nailing it in the NFL. Yeah, Just couldn't see, get Miami to go one more. See, GJ, you're a you're a half a glass half empty guy. Okay, all he wants he's been hammering me with my Falcons pick. He doesn't want to say anything about I went. If you take the Falcons game out, which they were undefeated against the spread, I went. You don't want to say anything about the four other games I went four and zero in. Look, if we're going to pick bones here, I got a couple. Too. All right, pick them. I we're told you to the game. But I told you last week. I like South Carolina over Texas A and M, and you're we're like, going to get there. I got. I, I'm. I'm ready to go. You're like, no, 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 no. A and M's going to kill them. A and M's going to kill them. You talk me out of it on Neil's picks. I give a game away. I, I'm now in, 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 in a tie for first place instead of in my rightful position at the very top of that competition. I've done you good in Neil's picks, though. I can't – look, I did not call. I'm just letting you know. I didn't call College Station and say, hey, guys, look, quick you client. I didn't go, hey, guys, look, here's what I want you to do, okay? On the first play of the game, I would like for you to let them run the kickoff back for 100 yards. On about the third play of the game, I'd like you to throw an interception down to the four. 
hey, by the way, in two plays later, I'd like for you to fumble the ball at the 19. Is this excuses are us? Yes, I'd like to order. Dude, they had 69 yards of offense in the first half and scored 17 points. With that 17 points they scored, they had 19 yards of offense and scored 17 points. I can't. Beamer's efficient. <laughs> that's, that's as if. Hey, he almost had more points than total yards. How about that? That's That would be impressive. I don't know if that's ever happened before. That was impressive. Um, and then ben, right. ben Mintz taught me out of the Giants pick. I, 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 I could have. And I, and I started to go Bengals. When you went Falcons, I started to go Bengals right there and go, I'm going to get him. It was time. I mean, Las Vegas wasn't going to let you go seven, I don't think. But, all right, so, Neil, uh, our overall records, we both were plus three units. Our new overall records, we are still tied, obviously, because we both went seven and four, seven and four, both plus three, plus three units. We are now 42, 39, and two. Each. Neil, each. 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 What are the odds of that? That's pretty crazy. It's nuts. Um, Neil, you're a plus 4.9 units, yep. and I'm a plus 4.03 units. So we're still where we were last uh, last year, or last week. All right, we'll start in the NFL. Uh, we both had the Jets uh, plus one. It actually moved to minus two and a half yesterday when they when the Russell Wilson news came out that he was not playing, and they were rolling with uh, – what's my guy's name for uh, – Rippon. Yeah. That was from Washington. Jets win 16-9 to nine at the Broncos. Did you get a chance to watch any of that? I did. I watched a lot of Jets Broncos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was flipping yesterday. I had Jets going. I watched Bengals a lot. I watched Seahawks a lot, and I watched Phillies. Uh, Phillies Padres. It was a great game. It's a great baseball game. Yeah. Um, I watched a little bit of that. Phillies. That was a great game. Um, Bryce Harper, man, that was a, a moment—a <laughs> moment that will be remembered for a long, long time. He'll never buy another cheesesteak in Philadelphia oh, ever again. No. no. I mean, well, if he, and if, but if he does, he's got plenty of money to buy him. He does. He'll, he'll, be, he'll fine. be fine. Yeah. Um, but neither team could move the ball. The Jets just found a way. Uh, Brees Hall had the big play before he tears his knee up. Um, but they just find a way to move. Look, Zach Wilson is not good of a quarterback as everybody gives him credit for. You know, everybody picks on him. Let me tell you what he can do. He can keep their ass out of a sack. He can move around and dance in that pocket. He's, and he's very once he gets very athletic. Once he gets the throwing part, I mean, he has the arm talent. Once he gets the speed of the game down, because he didn't play much last year, um, I kind of like where they're going, dude. I thought oh, I would never say that in for my sure, life. for sure. Um, and then the Elijah Moore thing—that was not smart. I'm not a fan of that. No, the whole public, publicly, he's not established enough in the league to pull that off. Yeah, go do that behind closed doors. Don't let that go out to public. And it wasn't him, by the way. It was probably his agent. It's, it's, and that's poor representation. It just can't happen. You can't do that. Can't happen. Now, if you go off and you've been, if you've been AJ Browning, okay, right. Well, if you've established you yourself, yourself in the league, guy, yes, go do it. You can you can do that kind of thing in a contract year or whatever, but. Not – that was not good. No, it was a bad look on Elijah's part. It's going to be very difficult for him to overcome that. Yeah. I mean, and if he doesn't – if he if it doesn't work out for whatever reason, the next stop, he's in trouble. Yeah, for sure. So that was bad future ball. Um, bad rep- – whoever advised he him on that. He should fire his terrible. agent. Correct. That was terrible. And hire a new agent and blame it on the old agent and then go be a really model citizen at the new place. Yeah, there are some – dude, I mean, there are places that I think he would do great in. I like, I mean, dude, Kansas City could use him. He'd do great in Kansas City. 
I mean, there's certain offenses that he would do great with. I just wonder who, who – But who, who is going to pay who, for that? Because who, they spent a second-round pick on him, and they're going to want something in return. And I told – and it looks like that's what they did. And, I, and look, I love the kid. I do. I think he's a great kid. But if I was – I'm just going to tell you, if I was with the Jets, this is exactly what they did, they're not going to be able to get the value that they want in return for a guy that they spent a second-round pick on last year. Does that make sense? Because yeah. they have him locked up for a while. Yeah. All right, for cheap. And he hurt, he hurt their leverage. He hurt their leverage. Right. And so if I'm the Jets, I'd say, all right, big boy, because let me tell you how the NFL works. Okay? You got your little contract, and you only get your part of the contract if your ass plays on, on Sunday. Right. I'd make you a healthy scratch for the rest of the year. Like, you want, you want to play – you want to embarrass us like that in public? Oh, sure. They, can, right. they can play hardball, too. I'll play hardball, too. Right. I'm going to cost you 50 or 60 grand every Sunday for the rest of the season, and then we'll deal you for whatever. If right. I can't get anything for you, I'm just going to healthy scratch you, and you're not going to get paid for the next nine weeks. Sure. Hey, I, again, I question what his agent was thinking. Bad deal. All yeah. right. Uh, we both had the Cowboys uh, minus seven. Uh, it actually went to six and a half before kickoff. It was easy money. That was easy money. It, was, it wasn't easy. Look, I got a hot take for you, too. Dude, Dak Prescott did not move that offense as good as Cooper Rush did. Oh? He did not. What Dallas has going for it is defensively the Cowboys are so good. Our boy Sam Williams had a good game yesterday. He did. That teams, who, um, teams who struggle somewhat offensively really struggle against them. Dude, they, they can get after the freaking quarterback, man. Um... Probably the easiest money you had all day yesterday is you had the Seahawks plus six, and they win 37-23. to 23. The game was never in danger. No, I have a feeling that I have uh, been out in front on the Seahawks and that now Vegas, catch up, Vegas will catch up. They're actually in the lead. I know they are. No, they, Listen. In the NFC West. Have you watched them much? Yeah, I watch them every week. They are a legitimately good team. Geno Smith. We're doing – see, this is narrative. This is the narrative establishment. Yep. They traded Russell Wilson. They're they must suck. be rebuilding. No, watch them. Look, Geno Smith, we talked about the other day, left for dead. Yeah. When you watch Seattle, they, the last thing you think is, look, they're rebuilding. You, know, you think, oh, they're pretty good. Yeah, but um was impressed there. Then you had another easy money game. The Tennessee Titans, minus two, and they controlled that game. The uh, Colts. The score wasn't that bad, but they controlled the game. They controlled the game. Colts have benched Matt Ryan for the season. They're going to go with uh, Sam Ellinger. Ellinger, thank you. From Texas. He's going to be the guy the rest Which of the Which was way. interesting because, you know, Matt Ryan's got a severe shoulder deal issue. And then, dude, I mean, you're talking about hardcore. You could have just saved face a little bit and been like, okay, we're going with Sam Ellinger because of Matt Ryan's shoulder. Dude, coach comes out and says, regardless of shoulder or not, Sam Ellinger's our starter from here. It has nothing to do with injury. Well, there that was, was strong. There were some moments on the sideline that was strong. yesterday where Matt Ryan – People tried to come up and talk to him, and he walked away. There was there was a lot going on. On I mean, and I just that was just on the TV part. I, that was one of those deals where I kind of wished I was there. I could have just watched their sideline because it would have been fascinating. He was angry with them. They were angry with him. There was a lot there. Yeah, there was a, there was drama. That was surprising to me to see that. You know, I think you could have just let it be. You know. I'll put it like this, and this is probably good for our fans, for the fans of this show that cover that like a certain team to know. Sometimes the coaches just take the heat. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Just take the heat on decisions. Just hey, you can call me a dumbass. That's fine. You can say I don't know what I'm doing, 
that's fine. We'll take the heat when there's really other issues that you're kind of protecting it from. Yeah. Okay. Um, thought that'd be appropriate comment, but that was surprising that he basically dropped the hammer on that. Um, and then your only loss, which um, I do have to admit to you here, I actually like the Steelers in this game. I went double unit on the Steelers last night. And did hit. you? Well, I did. Congratulations. I got them at seven and a half um, before the game started last night. But you had the Dolphins minus seven. Um, and they – They won by six. Won by six. Yeah. That's seven and a half. I took my Steelers plus seven and a half, so I actually hit that personally last night. Um, so you were four and one in the NFL. I lost the Falcons uh, Falcons Bengals game. Dude, Bengals are playing, man. I was like, I was like an emotional hedge right there. I didn't really care. I really only took the Falcons because they were undefeated against the spread, and I was going to ride them until they lost. Well, I told you this when we were doing pre-show. If Tyler Boyd is going to get his like that, they're unstoppable. They're, they're going to be hard to beat because you, you've and already protected got, better too. They are. They've gotten much better up front. He's getting more time. They've got a good running game. You've got Chase, who's just an absolute superstar, and then you got Higgins, who on a lot of teams would be the number one receiver. And so if Boyd's going to be a big part of this, and then you got the young tight end who's yeah. proving to be a pretty good player, Hurst. Yep. Um, Hurst. They're, they're they're hey, look, they're legit. Well, yeah, they are. I just don't I don't I don't know why, man. I, I just they're different to me. Maybe they'll get hot like they did last year. Well, How just, much of this it's, is it's, can you Burrow be, not playing preseason? Is he catching up? I, I don't know. Well, I, I think that's see some them, of it. I want to see them put it together for a couple weeks, that, but they look good last what week. I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, and we saw this last year, is in January when he's on the other sideline. Yeah, you don't want no part of that. I mean, we're going to do it again. We're gonna, I mean, if, if everybody stays quasi-healthy, we're going to get Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, Josh Allen in Buffalo, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. I mean, we're going to get this AFC playoffs where people are going to be like, give me all the popcorn. This is fantastic. And if you don't care and you're just watching, oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. If you care, it's even better. I mean, you're going to get – Yeah. You're going to get – I mean, the the AFC divisional playoffs could be just freaking awesome like they were last year. Yeah, but the, the Dirty Birds – uh, as GJ says, America's team, they did not they did not help us out yesterday. They no. got their ass kicked and never even had a shot. Um, I took the Giants plus three. I took the bait. Everybody and I'm telling you, when you said Mincy talked you off of that, yeah. Like Mincy gambles, like, and he knows real people. That was like the rat line of all rat lines. Anybody that knows anything about gambling just didn't even take that, didn't play that game. And if they played it, they played the Jags. Yeah. Because there was no reason the Jags should have been favored in that mm-hmm. game. Um, and then when I was, I was like, I was like, what am I missing here? I started looking things up. Like is Daniel Jones out Is Saquon Barkley out. That's why the giants are, I mean, Daniel Jones is playing well and Saquon Barkley is looking like Saquon Barkley who they drafted. Yes. I mean, no. dude, he, that guy's playing. No, he, like I started cussing him yesterday. My he'd mom, be in my the MVP in, conversation way. today. Dude. I was like, don't be so, I was like, why are you? Cause he like, uh, at the end of the game, they were in a four minute drill. And I was needing this game, you know. I was like, "What?" I said, "Why are you coming out of the game?" And my mom, they're in town. Mm-hmm. You know what she said? Don't be soft. That's my mom. That's what I'm talking about. My mom says, "Don't be soft." There you How about go. that? How about that? Go get them, mom. Uh, by the way, something funny. Uh, Friday, they came in town Friday because we got Jackson had a deal Friday night, uh, and then 
my six-year-old's playing football night. They won't see him play, so they're staying for the weekend to watch him play. Sure. And uh, my mom asked me at dinner on Friday night, hey, uh, did you not do a show on Thursday? <laughs> Nope. Took the day off. Yeah, took the day off. Um, and then I had, which I I really felt good about it, and it came through exactly how I thought it was going to come through. The Chiefs minus three at San Francisco. The Chiefs had to win the game. Yeah, they have to win now. To it's a great time to bet on Chiefs. If you can get them cheap, it's a great time to bet on them because they have to win to keep up with the Buffalo. Bills. Yeah. As long as the Bills keep winning, the Chiefs are going to keep winning. I don't know why the NFL is like well, that, and they got they are. They got to stay ahead of anybody who might get hot and start winning yeah. a bunch of games too. Like they don't want to have to go to Cincinnati, for example, in a in a second round game. No. And things can get weird with Kansas City and like the Raiders and you know, it gets sure. just weird. Sure. Uh but like the Chiefs there, so we both went 4 and 1. All right. Time to talk about the old college game, sir. We'll get to the college games in just one second. I do want to tell you that we're also brought to you by Clean Side Wipes. They are EPA 2021 Safer Choice Partner of the Year. They are uh, in-list approved, kills COVID in 30 seconds. It's the only, only thing on the market that does that. Broad-spectrum, hospital-grade, antimicrobial efficacy. Citric acid-based, no harsh chemicals. Simple one-step, no rinse cleaning, disinfecting. Removes film left over by harsh chemicals such as ammonia, bleach, and alcohol. Clean side, Tyler, it has the lowest toxicity rating allowable by the EPA. Wow. And what that means is it poses the lowest risk to the health of employees, patients, students, customers, the environment. It is citric acid-based clean side germicidal wipes. And what they do is they deliver powerful efficacy against pathogens without the potentially harmful effects of other chemical disinfectants. All in one easy-to-use wipe. It's great for schools, daycares, nurseries, hospitals, long-term care facilities, office buildings, households, and more. And it's available in the wipe. It's also available in a ready-to-use spray. For quantity size details, get more information, contact our guy Todd Abbott at wipesandgloves at gmail.com. That's W-I-P-E-S and A-N-D gloves at gmail.com. <laughs> sorry. I just got a text I'll have to tell you. Okay. I was like, did, it's, yeah. I was like, did I say that? Buddy? <laughs> no. Um, yeah. All right. Um, so uh, somebody was complaining about our quick YouTube of the week. Oh. <laughs> somebody that was in the building over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't like that. Um, all right. So, college games, all right. So, you started out, Clemson 27-21 did not cover against Syracuse. Did you watch the game at all? I know you were traveling. I saw I saw a handful of snaps, but no. Hey, got to give Clemson credit. They played really – I mean, they played good. Um, or did I say Clemson-Syracuse? They played really well. The stink in this game, there was a roughing the passer – uh, roughing the passer is going to be the hot topic in both leagues. Okay, there was another shitty ass um, roughing the passer in the Giants Jags game yesterday. Um, but quarterback, they they so they bench DJ and they put in the freshman. And he starts driving them. Okay, they need a touchdown to go ahead. He's, I mean, dude, he's not even out of bounds. He's just going out of bounds and he gets hit and they throw the flag for roughing the passer. A couple drives later, now they're ahead. Syracuse has the ball. They smoke Schrader out of bounds. 
smoke him out of bounds. No flag. I mean, like, just it's uh, here's where my deal is. If you're going to call it, just be consistent, right? Just if you're going to call flags, be consistent calling the flags, and we'll deal with it. But it's just that was drastic. That was bad. Uh, but uh, that was one of your L's in college. Yep. And, and then you came back, uh, had Oklahoma State plus six and a half. And quarterback did play, but here's the thing, and I, I knew that he was going to try to go. He wasn't. It was pretty impressive because he didn't run around and do the things that – he was very limited, and you yeah. can tell it physically. didn't matter. I'm a big Mike Gundy fan. Yeah. Okay? I mean, if, here's the deal. Bottom line with me is it, I don't even have to have any inside information. If you offer me Oklahoma State and points – At home especially. At home, I'm just going to take it. And, and, and I won't always win, but I'll win most of the damn time. His teams have a toughness about them. They have a charisma about them. They have an attitude about them. I just kind of like his teams. They're not perfect. He's not winning the national championship. But his teams are always good. And if you're going to give me, hey, Neil, I'm going to give you Oklahoma State at home, and I'm going to give you some points. I'm going to go, okay. You're just going to do it. That's simple. Okay. Yeah. He was limited, and it really got him early. But they came back, found a way to come back and win the game. He just couldn't move around. You could tell he was hurt. But, dude, you got to get – I like tough dudes, man. I, I give him all the credit in the world for coming back and playing. Yeah, I've only seen them play in person a couple of times in my career, and they've lost both times. But there is something about the culture of their program that I like. Yeah, he's been there for a minute. Yeah, and he's good. Um, you had Western Kentucky minus one and a half, and they win against the Blazers at home. I'd like to formally take this opportunity to thank the Hilltopters. Uh, you guys are you guys are carrying me a little bit, and I want you to know that I I notice and I appreciate it, and uh, I have become a fan. If I don't bet you this week. It's just because I don't want to like press my luck. I kind of I like what we've developed here, and I I, I want to take it slow. So Fair. if I if I if I back off for a week, it's not because I'm leaving you or I'm not interested. I'll be back. I'm just gonna give it a minute. I'm gonna okay. give it a minute to marinate. All right. And I might hey I might bet on them again this week. By I don't Thursday, know this week. I don't even know. By Thursday, I might be all in on the Hilltoppers again. I don't know. I just want I want them to know in Bowling Green that I appreciate you, and I have feelings. I feel things, and I love. <laughs> Does it you. move? No, it's not like that. Not like that. It's 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 platonic. Okay, <laughs> but I have a I have a, a strong appreciation for what the fine young men at Western Kentucky are doing on behalf of me. That's all I want to say. I, right. I love those guys. They're you know, special. Some, sometimes I give you good advice. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard to read between my lines sometimes. Yep. But on Thursday, you picked the Iowa-Ohio State under. Yeah. And I did make the comment. I was like, Neil, Ohio State could cover the under by themselves in this game. Yeah. And I gave you that advice. And you know what you said? Screw you. I'm taking the under. Well, I don't remember saying it like that. But <laughs> it's funny. The – and when they did. Iowa State got a scoop and score in the I – mean, Iowa, Iowa got a scoop and score in the first quarter, and everyone blew my phone up. And the only Somebody thing, besides me did it? Yeah, oh, I, I had <laughs> 10 texts in, in 30 seconds. And the only thing I could think was, well, there goes the over-under. Because if you told me Iowa's going to score, I'm like, I know it's over now. Does it bother you that they scored basically uh, more points on defense than they did on offense again? Well, it didn't surprise me. Not surprised. I mean, I was what I was gambling was that defensively they would contain Ohio State a little bit, and that they wouldn't score at all. I was gambling like thirty-eight to nothing. Like if I had a hot take today, if I had a if I had a not hot take, if I had an AP vote, Ohio State's number one team in the country. 
Well, look, they're going to make the playoff. You know how much I love the SEC. But. And we're going to get a chance. I mean, we're going to get a chance to see it. But you might be right. This might be the year that Ohio State goes, hey, we've watched the SEC all these years. We figured it out. We, we got – because they look like an SEC team. Dude, they're good, man. They're legitly – they're good. Oh, the, like, they're good. They're loaded everywhere. They are fast. And if you say, like, I don't know what the line's going to be. I know it was like at 14. It's up to 16. Dude, I may just lay them this week. The hell with it. Against Penn State. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about it in a minute. But. I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you, that's on my short list of games. I mean, whew. Um, And then you had uh, Tulane and Memphis over at 56 and a half. Got it. Um, hit that. Score was 35 to nothing at halftime. Mm-hmm. Memphis comes back and scores 28. Um, no, I, I, Tulane I, only scored three in the second half. Yeah, but, but I crushed matter. it. That was yeah. good. That was good. Um, was some problems 66. up south. Was Memphis had some trouble a little bit. Yeah, that job might open up. It's having some trouble. Four and four, I think. Uh, and then your money line, you took the UCLA Bruins. Yeah. I, I, I didn't I'll f- kill two birds, one stone here, because I also took Oregon minus uh, six, I think, so we had it. Yeah, you did. Uh, what would you think about that one? Well. Well, you, you went, this game was on while the LSU game I was didn't on, right? see it. I, I saw the score as it was going. And I was pretty locked into the game I was covering because I was writing at the same time. Um. I, I, I'll tell you what I thought. A couple things. One, everybody who talks about Dan Lanning knows what they're talking about. Two, Bo Nix is good. Dude. Bo Nix is a really good Good Bo co- has showed up a bunch in a row now. A lot. And then three, you start to wonder, hey, if Oregon runs the table, yeah. If Oregon runs the table, and let's say Georgia runs the table, okay? Okay. And Oregon's only loss is day one, new coach, neutral site, same state, as the number one ranked team in the country. Is that enough? Here's the thing is, because you're... It's 12 and one, Oregon. It's going to depend on what TCU does. It's going to depend on what Clemson does. It's going to depend on Michigan does. Because a one-loss Ohio State team is getting in. Yeah. If Michigan beats Ohio State, though both of those teams are getting in. Agreed. What's going on in the SEC between Georgia, between Alabama, between Tennessee? Right. What's going on in the Big 12 and all that? There's a lot of stuff, right? Sure. Um, and then the other thing that, that I hate, let's say Georgia runs the table. You know how the college playoff committee is, man. They don't want to go put – they just they would rather put in a TCU. They don't they, want to rematch. They don't want to rematch. Mm-hmm. Right. And you couldn't put – Or in the, rematch in the first round. Right. And I don't know. Um, but, dude, they look, they look good. It's why I can't wait for the 12 team. The 12 team is going to be so much what fun are we doing? Because, because in Oregon, a 12-1 and Pac-12 champ Oregon would be like, ooh, that's pretty interesting. Hey, what are we doing? Um, I had Purdue uh, plus two against Wisconsin. They made this score look closer than it was. This was a complete ass-kicking the whole time. This game was never even close to covering. Even though they came back and only lost by eleven, they should have lost by forty-seven. Uh, they got. And I watched it. They got. They were down fourteen to nothing before the game started, and never really even had a chance. That was a, that was one that I never had a chance of winning at all. Uh, Penn State um, over Minnesota. I think the the glass slipper has broken. Yeah. In the boat. Yep. They've lost the oars. Um, Penn State dominating win at home, but they got their hands full this week against Ohio State. Uh, that, Give any chance at all Penn State wins the game? Any chance it at is, all? It is. And I said College Station last week. It is in State College. Right. Um, I don't think so. 
Now, I could be wrong, but I've been wrong before, but I think that's a tall order, man. Agreed. Um, all right. In my game of the decade, I didn't say what decade, but in my game of the decade, I took the Texas A&M Aggies minus three against South Carolina. And here's the truth. Dude, the game from a – let's don't count the stupid shit. The game was – I was like, damn, I, 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 didn't, I didn't miss on what I thought was going to happen. But I did not think that they were going to open – I mean, dude, they were seven. I went back and watched it again just to make sure my numbers were right. They run their kickoff back 100 yards, 7 nothing. Like, the fourth play of the game, they're driving the ball down the field. Texas A&M is in response. And he throws an interception and gets knocked out of bounds at the four. So, they got – they didn't even let him score then. They held him they, to zero yards and they right. kick a field goal. So, now it's 10 to nothing. Like, two plays into the next drive, it's loud, and he's going up to check the play. And the center snaps it and hits him right in the kneecap with the ball. It, it goes over the offensive lineman's head, and the three technique just catches it and takes off running. He gets down to the 19, and they score. Like, they literally had 19 yards of offense and 17 points. Unreal. Five minutes into the game. Yeah, unreal. The problem is, is Texas A&M can't catch up. They don't, and the thing that was interesting with me offensive-wise for Texas A&M is they tried to be a little bit more spready in this game. But then when they actually had success, they just lined up and played big boys, which they should have done the whole game. Right. It's like they were almost like forced to try to create some shit. And if they don't do that this week against Ole Miss, I'm going to question Jimbo's. I would be shocked if they didn't line up and just run right at Ole Miss. I will question Jimbo's football acumen. I really will. But you know what I'm saying? Like when they were running counters, they were doing it out of the gun and all that stuff. And then when they got down, they ran lined up in old school 21 personnel and ran ISO week and ran it for 20 yards. A-chain bumped his head on the goalpost. That's how they moved the football. But when they go in the gun, they're trying to do all this. Dude, just freaking run it, man. That's who you got. That's what you want to do. At this point, hell, your most explosive offense should be just lining up and running at people and play action. So let's talk about A&M for a minute. All right. The program, not the game. The okay. program. They're three and, three and four. They're one and three in the SEC. They are a sliver of a football away from being 0 oh and four. Probably a bad snap on a, what was that, a second down from being 0 oh and yeah. four. Um. It's not good. They could easily be two and five, zero oh and four right now. It's just so super easy. Uh, what I'm hearing is that look, obviously no one can do anything about Jimbo because the contract is just he ain't going anywhere. But I'm I'm hearing there's a lot of talk about how he's even agreed behind the scenes that he'll make the offensive change. He'll bring in a new offensive staff. He's going to change the scheme. He's going to surrender play calling duties to somebody. He's going to go be more the CEO type. You know him a little bit. Um, is that something he'll do? I don't know. I have not heard that, okay. but I have not asked either. Um, you probably know more about that than I have as far as – I don't know who you talked to. We haven't talked about it before, but um, I don't know. I mean, it's not – they got young players. They got talent, except for the one position that needs talent. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I mean, the kid actually came in and played decent when he was in there. He did some freshman things. It was the first time he's ever played in a game. It's a pretty, pretty rough spot. That's like uh, putting Altmaier in the Sugar Bowl. It's a pretty tough spot to go in and go play. Yeah, if he's the guy Saturday and moving forward, if he's the guy, they've got to do the other thing. they got to do what I t- just talked about. They've got to simplify it. And you've got to let Devin A-Chain be the, the bell cow. And you've got some other guys back there that can carry the, the ball. The receivers aren't bad now. No, but you've got to simplify but the game. But I'm saying, game. yeah, it's not right. the receivers. It's the, yeah, simplifying protections and everything. And like I, they, think, I think Jimbo's stuff is so complicated that guys play slow. 
He's got super athletic guys that don't look super yeah, athletic. He has a, they, they've got like the least amount of plays in the country, yards per play, all that stuff. Here's the, the thing is A&M, they have like – we'll talk about this week and we'll get into it in a second. I mean, literally here in just a minute. But let me get to – let me get to the finishing these games. Let me get back to – I won't get to A&M on okay. this game. All right. All right, I hit TCU. I'll be quick on these. I hit TCU. Um had a minus three and a half. Look, they were down 28-10 to Kansas State. And they come back and basically score, beat them 28 to nothing from the second quarter on. Yeah. Um, and covered that. Both good football teams, man. That was a that was a great game. And then uh even though the score was a lot closer than I actually texted you, I was like, uh, the Undertaker. Kansas like almost came back and won that game. No chance. Like I don't even know how they came back in the game. They physically were getting their ass kicked the entire game. Like, it wasn't even a game. And then all of a sudden I looked up, it was 28-23 because Baylor kind of went to sleep and all that stuff. And Shapin did play, banged up, but he didn't do anything. It wasn't Shapin that won the game. It was just Kansas on defense. Leopold's done a really good job. They're bad on defense. They are. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about this. Um, we'll talk about Ole Miss game and then um, – Ole Miss and we'll kill two birds with one stone here. Then Ole Miss and uh, A&M. So, you can blame, you know, and it's natural for fans to go, oh, we didn't do this right. You know, we need to be in a four down front. We need to do this. We need to do that. And this game did this, did that. At the end of the day, you went down there and got your ass kicked pretty much in every single facet of the game. That's the truth. Okay, so it's tell, sure. it's tell the truth Monday. There was no facet of the game that you went down there and go, man, we beat your ass in that. We just lost the play. You lost the game. Okay? Um, on the, at the same time, dude, LSU's not a bad football team. No. They wasn't getting enough credit because you saw what they lost to Florida State. Well, how'd they lose to Florida State? If they can kick a freaking extra point, they probably didn't lose, don't lose that game. Agreed. All right? Tennessee beat their ass. And Tennessee's good. Tennessee's good. Yeah. Like, really good. So, they're not a bad football team. And at the same time, this, this whole take about Brian Kelly, not a good football coach, guys, you're crazy. It's, well, it, He's that, going to win. That part's idiotic. And they're going to get better every week. This is his worst team. And he is a great football coach. Yes. He's won everywhere he's been. Yes. And, and I said it the other day, is they found something, dude. In that second half of that Tennessee game, offensively, they found something. Yeah. They went to Florida and, and dominated the game and did the same thing on offense. And they turned around and did the same thing Saturday. So you can look at yeah, it different ways. When you have ways. 500 yards of offense, and it's basically 250 passing, 250 running. I know it was 252, 248, but whatever. And, and That's what gives and, Ole Miss problems. And you have 35 first downs. You're clicking. Dude, they're clicking. And, and here's the thing that's different about the last, I guess, two and a half games. And I told you, I remember a couple of weeks ago, I said that Auburn and LSU are very similar. The best play is Jaden Daniels drops back to pass and takes off running. I said that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. In the last two games – He's dropping back and letting the thing rip. Like, he's starting to be a quarterback and not just taking off running. Yeah. Um, and what he did in that Florida game was freaking impressive, and he carried it over on Saturday. And, look, Brian Kelly has had a couple of good quarterbacks. All right, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, no, they're, they're – He's got his way, and I'll tell you what I like about it. He's holding those kids accountable now. He's ripping their ass. I mean, he's getting he's, – he's not like co- – there's no coddling going on there. Um, I told you that my favorite part of the game was – is uh, – what's the – Outside backers, not 40. Uh, he's the be- freaking maybe the best player in I the freaking league. He's, he's good. Yeah, he's good. He got, he, he got defensive player of the week. In how the, in the how good he is is that he's the one who got the personal foul for bumping into the ref and letting Ole Miss get the – after they had off the field. 
Normally that's not doesn't go well. He came over and got his ass ripped, and he never missed a play. He put him right back in the game. That's when you know you're a good football player. Um, but look, what's his name? Gilbert is that? His dude, name? I, I need to learn it because we're going to be talking about him forever. He'll be the first round pick. Perkins, thank you, Drew. Perkins, thank you. I was on the tip of my tongue, but look, the problem on Ole Miss's defense to me, and I text you this in the game, is the linebackers were catching everything. When you got a gap responsibility and you diagnose run, your ass needs to go downhill and knock that damn thing in the teeth. All right? They were just sitting back and waiting, and so the running back's running five yards and running into the guy, and he's catching him, and he's falling forward for seven. You can't do that. Right. And so, and I know there's a lot of people that are on the hate partridge change, uh, train, and the scheme sucks. We need to go to four down. Oh, da, 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 da. I'm going to say it again, and I'll keep saying it until people understand. Sooner or later, okay, you have to stop blaming coaches and tell the players to drop their fucking nuts and go hit somebody. Okay? You have, like, well, the touchdown that okay, Jay Daniels I, runs. I'm not pushing back. But yeah. I, here's, here's where I'm coming back on this. I don't, I don't know that it's as – I don't – when you say that, that kind of it, it's a toughness thing. I don't think it's a toughness thing. I, I, it, maybe it is that, but it's not just that. Look, they don't have star players in their front seven. Oh, that's what I'm saying. They, but they, they, have, gotta, they have guys. They have some good players. But they don't have the impactful, hey, the other team looking at the film, we like with Sam last year, where you had to know where he was. You just had to know because that dude could beat you by himself. But he was also trying to kill you in the process. He, he was. Right. So it's, it's, it's a lot of things. My point is, is that there's 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 guys up front that are good players and and collectively when they all play well together they're good but there's nobody up front that's a superstar there's nobody up front that's a future first round pick there's there's nobody at linebacker that's a future first round pick they've got one guy at linebacker brown who he's he's a good player and he's a tough player and he's a smart player and he's going to get an opportunity in the league He's going to have to overcome some size issues and stuff, but he's going to get a chance. I don't know that there's anybody else in that group. And so it, it, it's, it's talent, too. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's and, what I was saying is, is there's two things. Okay? And so when you get in the, sec- and so in the secondary, you've got, you've got a, a, a young freshman and you've got Prince over on the other side who I thought did some good things the other day. And then in the back end, you've got a guy in Finley who's been around for a long time and A.J.'s a good player and A.J.'s going to get a chance to play in the league. But when A.J. Finley and Troy Brown go out and Cedric Johnson's limited with his ankle, and it was, you just don't have much. And so, yeah, it's, 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 you can talk about scheme and you can talk about toughness and you can talk about those things, but you and I both know this. I've covered the league forever. You recruited in the league. If you don't have the better players, it's just not going to work out most of the time. Right. And I'll, but here, I've always said this about defense, Okay. I've always said this about defense, and we can go back, and it's not hard if you start thinking about the past. If you're going to play defense in this league at any position, I don't care if it's safety, defensive line, linebacker, whatever, all right, you either have to be talented you either ha- or tough or both, but you can't be neither. Right, agreed. All right? Agreed, and all we're right? on the same page now. Is that, that's what I was yeah, getting and at, they right? Were, they, were, they were passive. On- you can be talented and not tough and still get the job done. You can be tough and not talented and still get the job done, but you can't be neither. And so I think where the fans get frustrated, and I think they're kind of wrong, but I'm going to give you their thought, okay, 
is, well, we're playing this soft defense, bend but don't break, and we're just it's, it, we're, we're bleeding to death. Why don't we get more aggressive? Chris Partridge's answer would probably be, just hear me yeah, out. Yeah, I know what you're Well, getting. we're not getting aggressive because if we get aggressive, they're going to go over the top of us with number seven, and we're worried about him. And when they go for 75 yards on one play, we're broken. Yeah. And my response would be somewhere in the middle, which is, you know, what's the difference? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean – Well, you don't have the offense. You don't have the other number two playing quarterback either. And you and where you know you can score every freaking drive. Yeah, you're going with the you're going with the quarterback essentially making his first SEC road game. Which, by the way, I thought played, he was played, great. Like, look, and I don't know what the I saw a couple. I didn't see everything, but somebody was, I did see a thread or something on your deal that said that he didn't play. What look? In my opinion, Jackson Dart probably played. The, if it wasn't for, I thought he played as good as he's played all year. He was getting the shit knocked out of him. Yeah, he played. He, I thought I thought Dart was terrific. Dude, he hung in there and took some shots. Now he, yeah, he made some bad decisions late. But that's what happens when you get hit forty-seven freaking times in a game. Sure. I mean, and, but and when you're throwing sp- a fade, the pick, dude, you don't even supposed to get remotely close to the quarterback and slide protection. And, and you freaking know what? guy runs through B gap unmolested. Well, you know what happened there, right? Somebody went the wrong way. It looked like. Well, a tackle was asking a guard what was going on and didn't and just completely missed him. That's what I'm saying. It was somewhere yeah. between the big app. But yeah, I don't just, know if it was the guard was, went the wrong way, the tackle went the wrong way. There was just a lot going on in that game. Um, but at the uh, and there's a thing in the in the thread about the Notre Dame job and the LSU job. Listen, I'm just gonna. I'm, 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 this is not going to be popular with the Ole Miss portion of our of our listenership. The LSU job's a top five job. Yeah, the Notre Dame job is not. One hundred percent agree with that. Notre Dame is a prestigious job. Very hard to recruit and new it's, players, and it's cool and all of that. But you can't get the roster at Notre Dame that you, you that you can accumulate at LSU. And, and here, here, I'm not picking on Ed, but nobody ever would go, "Hey, name me the top ten coaches in in the in modern era college football." No one's naming Ed Orgeron. Yeah, and he had the, probably the best team in the history of college football. It was the best team in the history of college football. It, it was certainly the most talented team in the history of college football that's ever been assembled. He assembled it at LSU. He could not have assembled that roster at Notre Dame. No. So LSU's a big-time job. Yeah. I mean, there are some people that would say, hey, in a world where Nick Saban's not the coach at Alabama, and I'm not saying this is right, but I'm saying there are people who would argue this. In a world where Nick Saban is not the coach at Alabama, LSU's the best job in the league. If he would have stayed at LSU and not gone to the NFL, LSU would be what we think about Alabama right now. Agreed. He was going to have a superpower. Yeah. And so you can do it there. Les Miles won a national championship there, played for a national championship there. It, it's a great job. So, Coach, I think it, you want to be honest with you? I think it's a better job than Alabama. Well, that's what I'm saying. And so in a world where Nick Saban's not the coach at Alabama, it might be the best job in the country. Yeah, people think Alabama's a great job because of what Nick has built when, since he's been there. Yeah. All right, LSU, it doesn't matter who you are. You can go in there and win. Those are the good jobs. Yeah. You know, USC, LSU, you know, so on yeah, and so just, forth. It's, it's, a, it's a great gig. And so it's, it's, it's just a difficult – it's a very difficult place to go play. And when – I wonder if, if – Ole Miss had it to do over again if they would have said, hey, you know what, especially up 17-3, to let's get aggressive here and see if we can't pile on, maybe make him make a mistake, whatever. But they were gambling, and again, it worked in the first quarter. LSU put up yards, but they had to settle for two kicks, made one, missed one, and then there was the really weird play. Once this happened, I was like, Ole Miss is in trouble. The first touchdown with the ball, I think it was the first one, 
where he throws the duck kind of into the end zone. Yeah, that and, was a bad – that was bad ball judgment by the DB too. Yeah, and so, you know, that, that should have been a pick. Should have been. And when it wasn't and it was a touchdown, that's a pretty big swing. And from that point forward, you just kind of yeah, dominated the game. I actually came out of my chair on that one because I had no idea. Like, the guy looked like he came out of nowhere. That ball was end over end. It looked like a damn punt. Yeah. Um, But now let's flash forward to this week. If you're a glass half full guy, all right, which we got a bunch of those people here. But Ben, just so you know, he doesn't have to be a great coach to win at LSU. That's what we're trying to say. Average coaches have won national championships at LSU. I'm pretty sure I could do it. The best coach ever, <laughs> the best coach ever, quickly won a national championship at LSU and left for the NFL. Had he stayed there, he would probably have eight, nine. Well, they won two now. with his players after he left. Right. They, he probably would have eight, nine, ten titles at LSU right now. I, I believe that. I do too. Um, but. If you're a glass half full guy, Ole Miss fan, glass half full guy, you go, hey, we're seven and one, just one game, sure, We've got everything we need in front of us, sure, um, you know, here we go, let's go. Texas A&M's not very good. Let's go in there and beat those guys. Take a shot at Alabama, see what happens, sure. If you're a glass half empty guy, you go, oh shit, we can't stop a nosebleed. Offense is struggling. We're not healthy. Offensive line can't block. Da 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 da. da. We may win one game. Oh, we're looking, you know, whatever. And I always say this. It's never as bad as it seems. Sure. The truth's in the middle. It's never as good as it seems. The mm-hmm. truth lies in the middle. Mm-hmm. And this, the, the truth is this, and this Tell the Truth Monday. I understand that it's a 6.30. Is it SEC Network this weekend? Yeah. Okay, so it's an SEC Network game. The average fan's going to look at it and go, huh, it's – Seven and one Ole Miss versus three and four, whatever they are, Texas A&M. I'll watch whatever game. But for both programs, biggest game of the year. Both programs. For for Ole Miss, it certainly is at this point because if a loss turns into seven and three, and now you're scrambling because Ole Miss is not beating Alabama. A&M, you don't need to get to five losses with what you got left because you, now you're you may not make a bowl game. Does it matter? At A and M at this point, though, I mean, does it no, really? I, does it really matter? I you mean, need I, the extra time with the young guys. I know that. I get it. I understand the, but that it does work. Okay. Um, I think it's you definitely after you know you need to get to a bowl game. I can tell you that you don't need to not get to a bowl game and deal with all that off season shit. I mean, like you. It, what I do get they have it. left? They have Ole Miss. They still have Florida. They still have LSU. They have Florida, LSU. Um, uh, no cupcakes. No. I mean, that's what I'm saying is you can't afford Auburn. Auburn. Yeah. You can't afford to lose another game. Uh, like, and especially at home, you're already on you need to get this taste out of your mouth. And there's two, you know, and, and I'll put it like this. And everybody's like, and this is something I told you this morning is like, Oh, I mean, if they lose, to, if, what are they? Three and five right now? If, they're three and four, three and four. So they, we're leaving, we're missing a game on their schedule. Yeah. I'll, I'll pull it up. Um, somebody will tell me. They've got uh, Ole Miss, Florida, LSU. I know those three. I don't know why this does. We're missing two. Yeah, hold on. For whatever reason, they've already played state. They have Kentucky. All right, on it. I don't think so. No, because Florida's the other East game. Uh, I'm I'm getting that up here. Here we go. They have Ole Miss, Florida, Auburn, UMass, LSU. So. Three and four. If they lose to Ole Miss, getting bowl eligible is going to be difficult because three and five, get Florida at home, go to Auburn, 
they got to play LSU. I don't like their chances against LSU at all. Um, but if they beat Ole Miss, they have to win this week. If they beat Ole Miss, they get to four. Then you could split Florida and Auburn. Even they'll be Auburn. Okay, so five, and then UMass would be six. And, and they have and, to win this, and week. you're okay. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. They have to win this week, so I think it's important um, for both teams. And I mean, they haven't won in a while. Okay, so they need to get that taste out of their mouth. It's a big game on both sides. And look, I don't even know. I know Ole Miss is favored in this game. Yeah, two and a half points. But here's the thing. I'll, I mean, I'm being a realist. Sure. Okay? We can sit here and talk about how anemic their offense is. But Vanderbilt scored 28, and yeah. they're anemic. Yeah. Auburn scored 34, and they're anemic. Yeah. If no. you give up 28 points, this you're going to lose Saturday. Agreed. 28 points is, is – Agreed. Like, it, you I, can't let Texas A&M get to 28 points. I completely agree. I don't – Now, on the flip side of things, yeah. if you turn around and go up 17-3 like you did this past week – It's over. You probably win a game really easily. Yeah, you get off to a hot start and you're probably good. Yeah. But you can't allow them to score 28 points in this game because you'll probably lose. I think the first quarter, quarter and a half will be critical – for, oh, yeah. for both teams. Got to get Because if Ole Miss gets off to a hot start and scores a couple touchdowns early, gets 17, 20 points, A&M's not built to come back from that. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, if you stall and you get off to a slow start offensively against that defense and they start feeling it a little bit. Yeah. Because they're kind of one of those fan bases that's the opposite of like LSU, right? Where LSU will turn on their team. Oh, they do. A and M's kind of the no, we're good. let's go, boys. Yeah, they'll let's give keep them. going, and they'll keep going, and then all of a sudden you 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 run into some issues. All right, real quick, yep. uh, other games because we're we're we've gone way yeah. too long today. Too long. Our discipline's not good today. Uh, Our discipline. I'm looking at them games that I looked at. Uh, I, I I like Oklahoma State a little bit. Oklahoma State Kansas State's going to be a good game. Minus one Kansas State minus one at home. Cincinnati minus one at UCF is an interesting game. Um, uh, I, I think Kentucky at Tennessee is a game we're going to talk a lot about on Thursday. Yep. Tennessee, 12.5-point favorite. Um, Florida and Georgia meet in Jacksonville. Georgia, a 22-point favorite. Does that seem like game. it's too much to you? It's a big number, but Georgia's awfully good. Um, we talked about Ole Miss. Uh, the other SEC game, you've got um, – Arkansas-Auburn. Arkansas's at Auburn. I like all, I like Arkansas big. Arkansas is a four-point favorite in that game. You got Missouri at South Carolina. Missouri, a five-point underdog in Columbia against the now ranked Gamecocks. Dude, you know, you remember when like people on here were giving me shit about my preseason South Carolina take? I don't even remember the take. Sorry, I said they were just going. They're going to beat people they're not supposed to, and they're going to find a way. Dude, they're five and two. Yeah, yeah. Still got Vanderbilt left. They got Vandy, Missouri next two games. Credit to him. I, I told you. I mean, he could go into the last part of the season at 7-2. He's a lot like his dad. He's kind of a program builder. He's just good. They, 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 they I have play to admit, hard. I didn't, want him, I didn't want him to win Saturday, but he did. <laughs> he did. But, yeah, they, I mean, dude. They play really hard. And, hey, they're doing this with – They find a way, man. They're like the New York Giants of – But they're doing NCAA. this with bad quarterback play. Like yeah, Rattler's, Rattler's not being – He's not playing well. Yeah. He's probably playing better than the GA, but not much better. I mean, like you wonder, like what happens at a place like this? They're if not. They, they're if not they great up front. The quarterback. Yeah, they're not great up front. They've been really good with NIL too. They're they're one to watch. They're they're one. They're a program to watch. I'm just telling you. Hey, do you want me to break some news today? Sure. Some NFL news. Why not? So we got Monday Night Football tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Mac Jones is going to start. Okay. But I think they're both going to play. Breaking news. Okay. There you go. Get you some of that Adam Scheffner. 
Schefter. 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 Adam. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna shut it down there. Appreciate everybody being with us. Don't forget, we're brought to you twice a week by our friends at Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. We'll be back on Thursday with a Make It Rain, Make It Rain Thursday edition of McCready and Siski. So for Tyler, I'm Neil. Until uh, next time. Take care.